Well, hey there, and welcome back to the show. Now, if you've been listening for a while now, you've likely heard me share my swirly twirly journey with ADHD. And if not, if you have, if you're new here, you will. <laughs> now, I sometimes wonder what my life would have been like if I had known that emotional regulation is an executive function skill that is challenging for those of us with ADHD. I thought decades ago when I was diagnosed that ADHD was all about focus and spacing out and hyperactivity, which I could totally relate to. What I didn't know was that the emotional roller coaster I'd been on for my entire life was part of the way that my ADHD expresses. Now, maybe I wouldn't have felt so hopeless. Maybe I wouldn't have felt like such an outsider. Maybe I wouldn't have struggled re with relationships or felt some of the shame that I experienced around the uh, the the uh, my emotional roller coasterness. If creating a new word here. Now, either way, at this point, I can say that I'm so grateful for the journey and grateful that I can now help to make your journey a little bit shorter and a little bit easier than mine was to help you shorten the learning curve. Now, during this episode, I talk about why the executive function skill of emotional regulation should really be approached first when managing ADHD and using the vibe care as an emotional regulation tool. I talk about the qualities and characteristics of expansive and contractive emotions. I talk about how the more we practice, the better we get at anything, even when it comes to emotions. And I talk about the simple process for shifting up to the next higher frequency emotion. But before we dig in, I wanted to be sure that you've downloaded the free ADHD supports guide I created for you. Honestly, it might be a good idea to have the, the guide handy with you each week while you listen to the podcast because it's so full of tips, tools, practices, and resources to support you on your ADHD journey. So if you haven't already, download the ADHD supports guide at visiondrivenmom.com forward slash ADHD supports or find the link in the show notes. Enjoy the show. And you're listening to the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast with Tracy Nolan Bierman, where we believe that you can have ADHD without ADHD having you. Each week, you'll hear firsthand relatable stories, as well as invaluable tips, tools, and practices for managing overwhelm and using your beautiful, unique mind as a superpower. Motherhood with ADHD is the journey of a lifetime. Let's enjoy the ride together. I love a good roller coaster. I love the anticipation of what's coming and the exhilaration of the ride. I love all of it. So when my kids met the height requirement for the Velociraptor roller coaster at Universal, it was a heck yes, let's do this. Now, what I don't love is being an emotional roller coaster. Now, when I was in college, my friend's boyfriend called me an emotional roller coaster. It stung, but he was right. My emotions until much later in life felt just like riding a roller coaster, except this was one I didn't want to be riding. It felt out of control and at times downright scary. Now, what I didn't understand until I started really embracing and understanding my own ADHD was that emotional regulation is an executive function skill that those of us with ADHD find challenging, especially in women. 
Now, when it comes to ADHD, we most often hear about the executive function challenges of planning, strategizing, organizing, goal setting, focusing, and remember, um, remembering among lots of other things. But the most important executive function, as far as I'm concerned, is emotional regulation. When we are emotionally unregulated or when the autonomic nervous system is stuck in that sympathetic response, commonly known as fight or flight, the flight, fight or flight response, the thinking part of the brain literally goes offline. So even if we have all of the tools to help us plan and strategize, organize, set goals, focus and remember, for instance, we can't effectively reach them. We can't effectively use them. So that's why emotional regulation needs to come first. And vibe care is the way to do that. Now, vibe care is the most important and overlooked aspect of self-care, especially for those of us with ADHD. Vibe care is emotional regulation. So I will put the link to, to a vibe care episode that I did in the show notes. But for, for today, we're going to go a little bit deeper into a really important part of vibe care noticing familiar ADHD emotions. Now in the animated film Inside Out, which I absolutely loved, and if you haven't seen it, you really need to check it out. So Amy Poehler's character Joy tries so hard to change sadness. In her mind, sadness was not acceptable and she tried everything in her power to change it, sometimes to the point of exhaustion. And then in the end, she realizes that all emotions are important and worthy of expression. In fact, they need an outlet. They need to be expressed. Otherwise, they get stuck in the body and cause all sorts of dis-ease. Now back to Inside Out, Joy discovered that sadness was necessary in order to feel the full experience of joy. There are gifts in the contrast, the contrast between sadness and joy. I mean, if we experience joy all the time, what would motivate us to keep growing and expanding in life? So vibe care is not about good vibes only. That is toxic. That's not what vibe care is about. All emotions are important and they all need expression. So emotions provide invaluable information to us through the body. And that's where we tend to them in the body. So during this episode, we're going to be talking about the qualities of expansive emotions. We're going to talk about the qualities of contractive emotions. We're also going to talk about how to develop more awareness around the emotions that are most familiar to you. Okay. Now, emotions vibrate at a certain energetic frequency, thus vibe care. That's why I call it vibe care because they vibrate. An, an expansive emotion vibrates at a higher energetic frequency. So think joy, pride, enthusiasm, maybe appreciation or gratitude, hopefulness, optimism. They all vibrate at a higher energetic frequency. So when you're feeling an expansive emotion, you might experience a lightness in your step. I had a client one time who talks about feeling buoyant. Okay. Um, maybe you experience an openness in your heart center, kind of an expansion in your heart center. Maybe your gaze is upward. Maybe you have a feeling of ease. Maybe your whole body just feels expansive. Now, a contractive emotion vibrates at a lower energetic frequency. Think emotions like overwhelm, anxiety, worry, anger, grief, and shame. Shame is actually at the very bottom, okay? Very low frequency. So when you're feeling a contractive emotion, you might experience a heaviness in your step, 
a need to protect yourself, almost going fetal. You know, I find sometimes when I'm in a contractive, uh, having a contractive feeling in my body, I almost want to um, cross my arms and protect myself, protect my middle. You might have a downward gaze. You might have an uncomfortable feeling in your body and kind of a, 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 an ill at easeness. Maybe it's a tightness or discomfort in your throat, your jaw, your shoulders, your abdomen, your heart center, maybe in your muscles. Maybe you feel contraction in your whole body. So these are all examples, okay? But the most important thing is that you notice how they feel to you. How does expansion feel in your body? How does contraction feel in your body? You might also play with the different emotions. Different emotions might have just just subtle differences, but being really familiar with how they feel. Now, when you know how they feel, you can also almost sometimes feel when those contractive emotions are coming on. Okay, so notice which contractive and expansive emotions are familiar to you and remember that they provide you with information. That's it. Okay, emotions let you know if you're in alignment with your thoughts, with your actions, with with other people, with activities that you're doing, with places that you're in, with making decisions. That's what emotions do. They help you. They help to let you know if you're in alignment. Now, when you're feeling expansive energy in your body, you are in mind, body, soul alignment. When you're feeling expansive energy, when you're in alignment, you're better able to access the thinking part of your brain. You are connected to your wise self, call it your intuition, your higher self, whatever it is. When you are feeling expansive energy, you are connected. The parasympathetic nervous system response is likely activated when you're feeling expansive. That's that rest, otherwise known as rest and digest. Now, I'll talk more about the mind-body communication system um, at another time, but stick with me here and um, get to know those familiar uh, emotions. So when you're feeling contractive energy, you are out of mind-body-soul alignment. It's not wrong. It's just that you're out of alignment. So when you're feeling contractive energy and you're out of alignment, the thinking part of the brain is offline, more than likely. Okay. You are disconnected from your wise self, that your intuition or your higher self. And the sympathetic nervous system response is likely activated. Again, that's the fight, flight, fight, flight, or freeze response. Now, sometimes all it takes is noticing you're out of alignment to be able to shift. Sometimes it's just noticing. Sometimes it requires a tool from your vibe care toolkit to get you back in alignment. Now, again, there are no bad emotions. The beauty of life in this human form is in the contrast. We can't expect experience joy fully unless we have the contrast of sadness, anger, whatever it might be. And honestly, we want to feel grief if someone passes. We want to feel anger about social injustices. We want to feel sadness when our kids leave the nest. We just don't want to stay there. So in neurotypical brains, those are brains with a typical nervous system. The autonomic nervous system automatically shifts between the sympathetic response and the parasympathetic response. So it shifts between fight or flight and rest and digest when needed. Okay. The ADHD brain needs a little more love and support. And awareness is the key to change. 
and it's worth the few seconds so that you can notice a contractive emotion that you experience regularly. Okay, so try this. Kind of feel into a an emotion that you experience regularly. Maybe it's anxiety. Maybe it's um, overwhelm. Maybe it's frustration. Okay, notice it. Name it. Okay, this feels like anxiety. This feels like overwhelm. Okay, now that you've named it, and again, sometimes all it takes is just noticing and naming it for it to shift. But if, it, but keep going. So you're going to notice the qualities of the contractive emotion. What does it feel like? You know, sometimes for me, when I'm feeling a contractive emotion, not sometimes, I generally feel it as a tightness in my throat. Sometimes it's a general uneasiness in my whole body. Sometimes my stomach gurgles. But what does this particular emotion feel like to you? Then you're going to notice what triggers the contractive emotion. Okay. For me, sometimes I don't know why. I mean, I do know why. Um, but, but even just the thought of doing bills sometimes sends me, and it's not, it's not that, you know, it's not that we're in bad financial, um, a bad financial situation or anything like that. It's just the, I think it's the, honestly, sometimes I think it's the math because I'm just not really good at math. Anyway, whatever, whatever the reason, um, sometimes doing bills is a trigger for me for contractive emotion. Okay. So just noticing what, what, what activities or people or places or whatever, um, trigger that contractive emotion. Notice that in yourself. Okay. Based on that emotion, that, that, that one emotion that you're, that you're kind of, um, checking in with, that you're becoming aware of. Now notice what helps you shift out of the contractive emotion. Okay. This is really important. We want to, we want to notice the emotion, name it, notice the qualities of the emotion. What does it feel like? Notice what triggers the emotion. Okay. We also want to notice what helps you shift out of the contractive emotion. So think back. This is, this is self-awareness and it, it might not come to you immediately, but the more you practice this, the, the, the easier the, um, the, uh, the answers are going to come. So for me, I know that things like doing movement affirmations while hula hooping. Okay. It's something simple that I can do in my living room. I have a hula hoop in my living room. I can do movement affirmations. Movement affirmations are whether you're, they're, they're like, uh, um, uh, affirmations on steroids, basically. <laughs> so it's when you're doing, you're, you're saying affirmations out loud and you're moving the body, you know, with a, with a really strong movement to get that affirmation into your nervous system. Anyway. Okay. So that helps me or going out to visit my silly chickens. Okay. Those are, those are simple things that can help me to shift out of a contractive emotion. So what about for you? What helps you shift out of this particular contractive emotion? And remember that the point is not to eliminate contractive emotions. The point is not to go from, you know, sadness all the way to joy. Okay. But knowing that our emotions provide us with information. And sometimes when we just sit with them for a few moments, we can get a lot of clarity and sometimes it shifts all on its own. The point is to up-level to the next higher frequency, frequency emotion. And also become aware of familiar expansive emotions so that you can practice what they feel like. The more you practice something, the better you get at it. Okay. So think about this. 
we especially as uh, as those of us with ADHD, we are very practiced at contractive emotions like overwhelm or anxiety or frustration, whatever it might be for you. We, we're we're very good at them because we're practiced at them. Okay, so we want to become very practiced, very good at feeling expansive emotions okay so we're also going to do we're kind of going to do the same thing that we just did with the contractive emotion and now we're going to notice an expansive emotion that you experience regularly or a, an expansive emotion that you would like to experience more regularly okay so name it this emotion feels like whatever it might be contentment okay this this uh this um emotion feels like um uh passion this this uh this expansive emotion feels like uh hopefulness whatever it might be just notice and in kind of and you can put it on too you can bring yourself into that feeling okay so notice the qualities of the expansive emotion what does it feel like you know for instance you might feel a lightness in your step you might feel that buoyancy Okay, but but those are just my examples. It has to be, be uh, what works for you, what you feel in your body. Okay, so then we're going to notice what triggers the expansive emotion. Now, for me, when I am out in my garden, when I'm sometimes even weeding, um, helps to trigger those expansive emotions. I, this is kind of a side note, but also being in my garden. I also find that my intuition is heightened. That's just a sidebar. But anyway, for me, what triggers an expansive emotion, for instance, might be when I harvest from my garden. Oh my gosh, this morning I went and harvested kale, fresh kale for my green smoothies. It brings me such joy to be able to do that. Okay, um, maybe uh, maybe what triggers an expansive emotion is having a moment moment of connection with one of my teens that definitely triggers an expansive emotion for me. But what triggers that expansion, expansive emotion for you? Now, this is called vibe care, checking in with your vibe, noticing what the body is trying to tell you and tending to it using your vibe care toolkit. Now, a vibe care toolkit is an invaluable support for your ADHD supports guide. If you haven't already, Download the guide at visiondrivenmom.com forward slash ADHD supports and check out the Vibe Care episode. Okay, both of those links are in the show notes. So today we talked about um, the qualities of expansive emotions, the qualities of contractive emotions. And then we talked about how to develop more awareness around the emotions that are most familiar to, to you. Now, when it comes to the expansive emotions, you might not be as practiced with the expansive emotions, but you're going to choose an emotion that you would really love to experience. And it doesn't have to be joy, right? It could be just contentment. It could be hopefulness. Okay, so cho choose one, choosing an emotion and practicing it, but also uh, kind of checking in with the contractive emotions. How do they feel? naming it. And again, sometimes all it takes is just noticing for it to shift. Okay, so go ahead and start practicing those emotions. Um, it's It can be actually fun and really uh, enlightening um, and uh, have fun with it. All right, goodbye for now. 
Thank you for listening to the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast. Now, one thing I know for sure is that managing ADHD is not a one-stop shop. There are so many tips, tools, practices, treatment options, and lifestyle accommodations to consider. It's easy to feel overwhelmed and wonder where in the world to start. If you're nodding your head yes, then you'll want to check out the free ADHD supports guide. It's a super simple step-by-step guide that keeps your ADHD brain engaged because it's interesting, it's important, and sometimes even a little exciting. I invite you to consider yourself a detective as you discover the ideal combination of supports to help you remain calm, be more consistent, stay focused on what's important, shift out of overwhelm and other big emotions more quickly, make decisions more easily, and develop more confidence, all while becoming more of the person you know yourself to be. Download the guide at visiondrivenmom.com forward slash ADHD supports or find the link in the show notes. I truly believe that you can have ADHD without ADHD having you. Goodbye for now.